Welcome to the Citizens Youth Sermon Podcast. We are a ministry of Northwest Gospel Church and a community of students who are learning to live for Jesus. We meet every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more, visit nwgospel.com slash citizens. All right. All right, all right. What's going on, citizens? Go ahead. You can grab your seat. You can grab your seat. Just do it! Do it! Grab your seat. Um, Hey, tonight, tonight is the last night of our series that we're in right now called Pictures. Everybody say pictures. And parables. Say parables. All right. So, um, welcome, welcome. Hey, we have a metric butt ton of new faces in the crowd and so let me just tell you, if you are new here to Citizens, if, if you've only been coming for a few weeks, um, dude, we'd love to get to know you, all right? We'd love for you to experience, shh, make it rain, shh. We'd love for you to experience this community that we're talking about, okay? And so uh, for those of you who are new, a few things. Every week when you come here, you want to bring a Bible, okay? You're like, yo, Sam, I don't got a Bible. I'm like, that's cool. We have one for you, okay? So you can grab them in the lobby, We have blue and white Bibles that you can have. If you do not own a Bible, that is my gift to you, all right? I see you, Holt. Boom, gifted, okay? So you can grab that Bible. Another thing that you want to do, you guys are like energetic today. I'm feeling it. Another thing you want to do is you want to grab these notes right here. These notes are worth $5 at your local Chick-fil-A. If you look at the back, you grab your notes, you complete your sermon notes, you bring those to any local Chick-fil-A and they will give you a high five, free high five, um, free high five, and then you can buy whatever you want, seriously. So uh, you wanna grab these notes, fill them out, tell them Dave Petty sent you, um, and then yeah, and then we'll get going. So, so here's what we do. Shh, here's what we do, all right? You guys show up into this room and you're like, whoa, they have like a fog machine. Nope, organs on fire, okay? So it looks cool though, I'm not gonna lie. We come here every week. Shh, 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 shh. Hey, Stacy, can I have my ninja stars to throw at the people in the audience who are still talking? Do those come in yet? Not yet, dang it, okay. Um, so here's what we do. We come here and for about 30 minutes, we open this up. We open up the Bible. Why? Not because it's like Bible class. We're not trying to educate you on history. We're not trying to educate you on religion. We're not trying to teach you how to be good little boys and good little girls. We do this because we believe that God, like literally there's a God who created the universe and he has made it possible for you to know him. So you see, if if you come up to me, right? And you're like, dude, I wanna know Sam. Hey, 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 I'm Hudson. What's your name? And I'm just like, If I don't open my mouth, you will never be able to get to know me. If God doesn't open his mouth, we'll never be able to get to know him. And so he has opened his mouth. He has communicated truth that has withstood the test of time for all people in all places. And so we come, even though most people in society, they look at you and they laugh at you. You know that, right? Like most people in our society, they look at your generation and they go, Psh, what a joke. You guys are distractions. You get in the way. You don't even know how to work hard. And our society just wants to shut you up and cancel you. But we believe that you 
can hear from God, that you can be, do great things, mature to manhood and womanhood. You, uh, guys, these are not years to be wasted. And so we don't waste them. We do hard things. And so for the last few weeks, we've been in a series, right? We've been going through a theme called pictures and parables. And so I started off the first week and we looked at a parable. You guys might remember, um, oh, where'd I go? Oh no, don't look at my slides. All right, so you might remember we, uh, we started off the series with the first parable called the wedding feast. Remember the wedding feast? Raise your hand if you remember it. Remember our king, he threw a party, a fat party for his son who was getting married. And he's like, yo, you want to come to the wedding? And they were like, Psh, hard pass. He was like, say what? And we saw a side of the king that we'll never forget. After that parable, we saw a picture. Everybody remember our homeboy, the sluggard? Anybody still feeling bad for the sluggard? Do you know where he is right now, right? It's 7.30 at night. You guys know where he is? He's still sleeping. Dude is a sluggard, right? And so he needed to learn from the ant, the lion, and the vineyard. Uh, last, or, or two weeks ago, we did a youth night live. We had a little game show here, a talk show. And we went through a parable called The Laborers right? Where we see that God, he's like, a, a, like, a, like an owner who is just hiring, hey, come work for me, come part of the team, become part of the team. And he's just always pursuing us. And it's never fair. You see, God doesn't treat us fairly. He treats us with grace. And then last week, you thought we took a pause from the sermon series last week. Last week, we saw a different picture. We saw this picture. Ooh, everybody say, hula. You don't actually have to say it when I say that. That's like a rhetorical device, you know? So say it like in your hearts, you know? But we had a little hula party, a little luau action. And so let me share with you some of the highlights of, uh, of my luau that I really enjoyed. So right here, uh, get it? Yep, Dorian, I see you. Woo! Mm, right, boom. Can you guys do that? The answer is no, none of you, only Dorian, right? Uh, look at this dance, yep. That was my favorite coconut bra right there. Grandma approved. That was solid. This, this I'm excited to announce that we had our first ever Congo line. Is it Congo or Conga? I've heard it both ways. We've had our first ever Conga line at Citizens. Uh, don't ask me what Nandy, Nandy's doing over there, but um, he's doing something. Um, and then here's my favorite. Here's my favorite. Stuart, you're an animal. Look at this. Wait, 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 wait. Look at this. I want you to watch Sadie's face. Watch this. Disgust. <laughs> Pure disgust, right? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You guys see, where have we seen that before? Wait a minute, that, that's an ice cream cup that Stuart ate out of. Wait a minute, Peyton, if we go back to Dorian's dance, here's Owen eating the cardboard made out, it's the same ice cream container. He said, Sam, I have a better idea for an eating competition. What if we ate the container? He literally ate the cardboard carton. And so you know, he comes up to me afterwards and he's like, look what I did, look what I did. And I just thought it was hilarious. And then today when I was putting this together, I said, oh snap, I actually caught it on camera by accident. So the dude is busted. He's busted. So, um, so that's the series that we're in, pictures and parables. And tonight we're going to see a new picture. Tonight I'm going to show you a final picture. And in order to see this picture, you need to look out the window. What do you see when you look out the window? <laughs> Smoke. Yeah, right? Fires. COVID. I see COVID. It's everywhere. 
Tonight, we are going to look out the window, and here's the warning to you guys, and I gotta tell you up front, because I know there's a lot of you here that you're new, and you're like, I'm just here for a nice little, yeah, just teach me something. You know, like, what you are about to see out the window, you'll never forget it. Warning, what we are about to see out the window, it will probably shock most of you. Once you see it, you cannot unsee it. And you probably don't want to. Full disclosure, like I'm not even joking, like some of you will probably cry at the picture that you see out of this window. You may be in shock. You may be stunned. Some of you are gonna see this thing out the window and you're gonna go, I have no idea what to do now. I wanna tell you this, and I know that you won't believe me, but I need to tell you, this may be the most important sermon you've ever heard me preach. We need to look out the window. And what you see out the window, it will change your life, I hope. It will change your approach to life. Do you guys wanna look out the window? For real? No, no, don't do, stop. No, no, don't do that. I don't want, don't do the, yeah, yeah. No, not tonight. Not tonight, because this is not like, you need to be ready to look out the window. You'll never forget this. So I'm asking you, and I don't even want to answer out loud. I want you to answer in your own heart. Are you ready to look out the window? Let's do it. So we start off in verse one. We're in Proverbs chapter seven. If you have your Bible, you can open it up. And this is what we do here. We read a few verses and then we stop and we go, what the heck did that just mean? And then we read the next few verses and we go, what the heck did that just mean? And then we read a few more verses and we say, what am I supposed to do with this? And that's how you preach. It's really simple. So let's begin. All right, verse one, raise your hand if you're ready. I'm just kidding. You don't have to raise your hand. It's just just ardent. All right, here we go. Verse one. My son, keep my words and treasure up my commandments with you. Keep my commandments and live. Keep my teaching as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. And call insight your intimate friend to keep you from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words. Let's pause right there. In other words, what he's saying is keep wisdom and she will keep you. If you keep wisdom, she will keep you. You see, in the Bible, specifically in the Old Testament, a lot of times wisdom is personified as like this lady. And she's a lady who's always teaching and offering counsel and instruction. And what the author is saying, he's like, yo, readers, I want you to value highly what she is giving you. Wisdom is like a woman who's always teaching. And he says, I want you to take notes. I want you to listen. I want you to prize and prioritize the instruction that is coming out of her mouth. Look what he says. He says, treasure it. Treat her words like they are more precious than money because it is. Her instruction will go way further than money. It says, make it the apple of your eye, right? When I tell my wife, babe, you're the apple of my eye. I'm not saying I want some like vitamins and a red fruit. The apple of your eye, right? Make it the object of your focus. Pay close attention to it. That is what I want. Look at this one. I like this. He says, bind them on your fingers. 
Anybody have these bracelets? Like they started off with the Live Strong bracelets and then camping. And why do we do these, right? Because we want to remember something. So if your boy, right, just got diagnosed with cancer and then everybody's like, yo, Team Bob, and you got the bracelets because I want to remember this. They did the same thing. Like, I have no friends named Bob. I know. Forgive me. Forgive me, right? Team Xander. You know, it's your generation. Back in the day, they didn't have Live Strong bracelets. They had like little pieces of paper that they'd wrap around their fingers. And that was their reminder. They would literally write the scripture verses down and then they'd wrap them. And it's like, I will never forget wisdom. He says, take her words and bind them on your fingers, but don't just put them on your wrist. Don't just put them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Internalize the, 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 the wisdom here. Memorize it. And then I like this one. He says, say to wisdom, you're my sister. Call instruction, your intimate friend. Love her like an intimate friend. Love her as dearly as your own family. Wisdom, if she's like a lady who's teaching and instructing and giving out counsel, in other words, what he's saying is, keep my words. You know, when you keep your promises, like you're doing what your promise said, keep her words, do what her words said, prioritize, value, place a premium on her instruction. Why? Like, come on. How valuable can wisdom's instruction really be? I got like Wikipedia. Come on, come on, see it. Like how valuable can wisdom really be? Well, he's going to tell you. Wisdom is worth valuing because wisdom always tells you how to live well. How to live well. You see, wisdom is not trying to make you book smart, okay? You're like, I'm wise. I'm in calculus too. No, you're not wise. You're book smart, okay? Wisdom isn't making you book smart. Wisdom is teaching you how to live. Wisdom is so real. She's practical. How should you be handling your everyday life? And so wisdom comes up to you at school, right? And she's like, yo, bro, let me teach you about how to handle your money. Hey, sister, let me teach you about having a good work ethic. Hey, bro, let me teach you about how to be a good neighbor. Hey, sister, let me teach you how to handle your words. Practical stuff here, how to live well. And then there are days like today where wisdom is so real, where wisdom is so concerned with you living life well that she even wants to talk to you about how you handle your sexuality. Your wisdom is real. Did you guys know that God designed us to be sexual beings? No. Hey, we're, God is the creator he designed us. We are emotional. We are relational. We are physical. We are spiritual. We are sexual beings. Get the snickers and whispers out, okay? The, the message of Christianity is not that sex is bad. That's what the people out there, that's what culture wants you to believe. Christians don't like sex. No, no. Christians know that our sexuality is a gift from God and the best way to live it out is according to the design of the designer. The designer knows best. The designer, he knows best. And so he created us as sexual beings, right? Our sexuality is to be experienced between man and woman, husband and wife, in marriage, for a forever faithful covenant, monogamous. This is the path that I am supposed to be walking on when it comes to my sexuality. 
And wisdom says, do you want to know how to do that? Do you want to know how to handle your sexuality? Do you want to know what will lead to the most satisfying expressions of your sex? Do you want to know what will lead to a safe and holistic, healthy lifestyle? Listen to wisdom and she will teach you it. Wisdom will show you the way. Wisdom will show you how dangerous it is when you leave the way. And wisdom will also warn you against people in your life who are going to try to call you away from God's way. It says here, guys, there are people in your life, there are people in this world who are going to try to lure and entice you and tempt you away from God's path. And wisdom will keep you from him and her. Look what it says. Wisdom will keep you from the forbidden woman or from from the forbidden man from the adulteress with her smooth words. There are people who do not want to live on God's path and they don't want you to live on God's path. And if you keep wisdom, she will keep you. You see, that person wants to kill you. That person wants to deceive you with their smooth words. But blessed is the student who pays attention. Blessed are you who listen to wisdom because she will keep you from this person of destruction. Keep wisdom and she will keep you. I get it. I know what I'm saying. This is not popular. This is not what you're going to hear out there. But I can prove it to you. I can prove to you how wisdom can save your life. And I can prove to you how damaging it is when you don't listen to wisdom. And I can prove it to you tonight by simply looking out the window. And for the next few moments, we're gonna look out the window and what we are going to see is a very sad story. Tonight, we're gonna see, I almost called him a man. He's not a man. We're gonna see a student. We're gonna see a teenager who ignored the guidance and instruction of wisdom. He ignored wisdom. He departed God's design for sexuality and he paid the price. Let's open the window. For at the window of my house, I have looked out through my lattice. That's like an old school screen, okay? And I have seen among the simple. I have perceived among the youths a young man lacking sense passing along the street near her corner, taking the road to her house in the twilight, in the evening, at the time of night and darkness. Homeboy's not set up for success, is he? Right off the bat, I want to introduce you to him. His name is the fool who ignored wisdom. That's a long name. I didn't name him. He's Hebrew. I don't get it. This is the fool who ignored wisdom. And so we look out the window, right? And so you imagine our narrator, he's writing the story, right? And he's like, ah! and he wakes up one morning and he's like doing his morning stretches. And he like, he's like, man, I'm sweating. So he goes and he opens up his lattice window. Ah! And he opens the window and he looks out and he's like, uh-oh. And he sees this young man. He calls him a youth, right? He looks out and he sees this young man and he's in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I guess he's waking up at midnight because it's nighttime, Okay. He's in the wrong place at the wrong time, not by accident. This young man is intentionally going to the wrong place at the wrong time. Check it out. It says that he's a youth, right? A young man. 
This is a young person. Look out the window and you're going to see someone who looks an awful lot like you. You're going to see someone who lives in the same world as you, who has the same social media as you, who knows the same pressures and temptations and situations that you do. This is you, Josh. This is you, CJ. This could be you, Hudson. I mean, this is, it looks like you here. He's a youth. And so we know that some youths are wise because they listen to wisdom, but there are some youths who are ignorant because they reject wisdom because they lack sense. And so which one is he? Which type of youth is this? He's a youth who is lacking sense. He's a dude who is ignoring wisdom. What does wisdom say about this neighborhood? What does wisdom say we should do when it comes to the corner where she lives, that woman lives? Look what, look what it says, Proverbs 5. Keep your way far from her and do not go near the door of her house. He says, yo, she lives on C Street. You shouldn't even be at A Street. Don't even go near her. That's her advice. And what does our young fool do? He ignores her. Look what he's doing. He goes, oh yeah, I hear you. Thank you, wisdom. Thanks for looking out for me. Passing along the street near her corner, taking the road to her house. And so you can just imagine this dude's thought process, right? Oh, no, no, wisdom, I, oh, I hear you. You thought I was going to her? Psh, no, I'm not going to her house. I, I'm just going to take a walk down the street. Can't I just take a walk? Don't, I'm just going to walk to the corner. I, I'm just looking down the block. I, I just wanted to see if the light was on because I was just curious, you know, it's like, and, and didn't you know there's like a bakery this way? And oh, yo, they got bomb donuts. I was just, you thought wisdom, no, no, no. You thought I was going to her. I was just going to the donut store at midnight. See what he's doing? He's rationalizing. He's trying to explain and explain away and over-explain what he was doing. And all he's really doing, students, is he's lying to himself. He's How many of you, if you saw him, you'd be like, boy, you know what you're doing right now. No, no, I was just... Stop. Stop. He's lying to himself about his motives. He's trying to justify his foolish actions. And in the process, he has just betrayed himself. Sound familiar? You're like, I've never done that. Sound familiar? We've all done that, Right? Like we all find ourselves going for a walk toward sin, but we just explain and explain away our true motives. But students, all we are really doing in those moments is we're lying to ourselves. By not being honest about your motives, you are giving yourselves permission to ignore wisdom and set yourself up for failure. And that's what the fool is doing. He's ignoring wisdom, but it actually gets worse. He's not only ignoring wisdom, He's hiding from wisdom. What time is he going on his walk here? In the twilight, in the evening, at the time of night and darkness. Why is he going at this time, students? Why is he going when everybody else is sleeping? Why is he going when nobody can run into him on the street and be like, Bob, where are you going at one in the morning? Why is he going at the time of night and darkness? Exactly. So he could have the secrecy of night. See, in the darkness, he can avoid those knowing looks. You know when you're doing something you shouldn't and your boy sees you and he's like, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's avoiding those looks. 
He's avoiding his friends who would in a heartbeat call him out on his stuff. You see, students, this is what fools do when they're hiding from the hard questions. Fools turn off the lights and they exchange accountability for secrecy. Fools avoid situations where they would have to explain their faulty logic. You see, here in the dark, here with the lights off at twilight, our fool can steer clear of Lady Wisdom. Lady Wisdom won't find him and he can avoid her instruction that she all too often communicates through other people. Students, this is the fool who ignored wisdom. Everybody say, hi, fool. So you see the fool. He ignores Lady Wisdom and as a result, he actually is gonna run into another lady. Would you like to meet her? She's such a delight. Do you guys want to meet her? Oh, you'll love her. All the guys do. Do you want to meet her? Don't get too close. I'm going to introduce you. Verse 10. And behold, the woman meets him, dressed as a prostitute, wily of heart. She is loud and wayward. Her feet do not stay at home. Now in the street, now in the market, and at every corner, she lies in wait. She seizes him and kisses him. And with bold face, she says to him, I, I had to offer sacrifices and today I have paid my vows. So now I have come out to meet you, to seek you eagerly. And I have found you, it's you. I have spread my couch with coverings, colored linens from Egyptian linen. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love till morning. Let us delight ourselves with love, for my husband is not at home. He has gone a long journey. He took a bag of money with him. At full moon, he will come home. We saw the fool who ignored wisdom, and now we see the woman who opposed wisdom. See, in the story, it's a woman, but the point is not if it's a woman or if it's a man. The point is, this is a person who is rejecting God's design for sexuality in their heart. This could be a man. This could be a woman in your world. Whoever it is, this is a person whose heart has rejected God's path and way for sexuality. And they say, I want my way for sexuality. That's who this person represents. And before she even does anything, just look at the way she's dressed. Just look at the way she spends her time. Look at the way that she, her travel patterns and it becomes clear she is dangerous. Her actions betray a heart that is actively looking for opportunities to be unfaithful. How many of you were shocked when you, what she said about her husband? She's married. Her wardrobe reveals a heart that is all too willing to ignore God's design for sexuality. She did not show up in the wrong place at the wrong time one day, students. She is actively looking. Look what it says. She is wily of heart. Wily, it means conniving, manipulative. She's planning and she's plotting. What is she planning for? Oh, well, obviously she wants to find her lover. No, obviously she's lying in wait for her next victim. She's good. She's good. 
here we've seen already this morning or, or this evening, two ladies, two women who could not be more opposite. Over here, we have Lady Wisdom who's calling out to you, please come to me. I want to save you. I want to keep you from ruining your life. And over here, we have the, the forbidden woman. And she's standing here and she's saying, no, 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 come to me. Don't listen to wisdom, come to me. And she's luring you and she's enticing you away from God's design. And friends, her seduction is cunning. This is the hardest part of the entire text because she's so stinking good. She's good. She knows exactly what she's doing. And I'm just going to tell you right now, and I hate to say it, she's undefeated. We're going to find out in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll save that. You're going to find out what's in her basement. Let's just put it that way. Her seduction is coming. Look at her appeal, right? Look at the... <laughs> Our dude, had, he didn't even stand a chance. Look what she does to him, right? She's like this, like... She's like a professional. Look at all of the buttons she presses. Look at all the cards she plays. Look what she does. First thing she does, she seizes him and kisses him. This is a physical appeal, right? This is inappropriate touch. Homeboy is not her husband, but she knows that if I can touch him, I, can, I know I can win him that way, a physical appeal. Not only that, look what she does. She goes, I had to offer sacrifices and today I have paid my vows. She's trying to say to him, dude, what a, oh my. As she's luring him away from God's design, she's like, I, I follow God too. As a matter of fact, I was just at the temple. And so he's going, she said she follows God. What's the worst that could happen? Students, I'm gonna be really real with you. Keeping Jesus at the center is a great tagline. And it helps justify a lot of relationships that shouldn't exist. What's the worst that could happen? She's, she's using spiritual language. She goes to the synagogue. She's saying the right thing. I guess she's okay. She knows what she's doing. Look what else she does. She goes, I've come out to meet you, to seek you eagerly. I have found you. This is an emotional appeal. She's making it seem like it's you. I, I actually was out here for you. False. Cap. That's not true. Fool, young fools, listen to me. Don't listen to her. She wasn't out here for you. It's not about you. She was out here just to satisfy the unfaithfulness in her own heart. <laughs> She's using this emotional appeal to because, and, and nobody, can, nobody can beat this. Nobody can sit here and take the physical appeal and the spiritual appeal and the emotional appeal and go, I'm not interested. We all go, it's me. Look what else she does. Dude, she knows what she's doing. She says to him, look, I have spread my couch with coverings, colored linens from Egyptian linen. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. This is an appeal to the senses. You see, we are so influenced by our senses. We are so easily influenced by things that we smell and see and touch. Students, we live in a generation that it's easy to believe, how can something that looks so good be so bad for me? And you guys all fall for this. But it feels good. It looks good. It smells good. It must be good. No, she knows what she's doing. 
in case she didn't get him yet, she starts rapping at him, right? She takes a line right out of Beyonce's songs. Let us take our fill of love till morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. She's singing to him. She's romancing. She's romancing? Ro- romanticizing? She's, she's romantizing him. And then you guys ready for the final card? Right? She's like, like if she was a ninja, she was like, kupa, 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 kupa. And then for the last one, it goes into like slow motion. It's like, and then she, boom, she hits him with the final one. Look what she says. For my husband is not at home. Anybody play like Tekken on PlayStation, you know, Tekken or Street, Mortal Kombat, Street, you know, and it's like, this is the move where she's like, Kupa! it's like, he's done after this. He's done. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm sophisticated. I don't know what Tekken is. Yeah, I grew up on Tekken, okay? Toggle the knobs. Come on, video games. Fortnite sucks. This is the strongest appeal. She says, hey, 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 if anything I said hasn't worked yet, here's the kicker. We can avoid consequences. This is the strongest appeal. We can get away with this. Here's her strongest appeal. No one needs to know. Oh, the foolish things we would do if it weren't for consequences. Consequences are God's gift to us to help deter us from sin. And here she's saying, you could do this with no consequences. Is it any wonder that wisdom says, bro, hey, bro, bro, listen to me, bro, bro, don't even go near her house. No, I just want to know, bro, 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 hey, hey, she's good. She is so good that she actually has a stack of bodies in her basement. Sorry, we're not there yet. She's good. Don't engage. You will not win. You cannot stand there and maintain your integrity. She is undefeated. You see, in this story, it's a woman who, this is the woman who opposed wisdom. But in our society, guys, whether you're a girl, whether you're a guy, you are going to meet people who are unfaithful in their heart and they actively oppose God's design for sexuality and God's wisdom. Their hearts are wandering, looking for opportunities to satisfy their unfaithful hearts and those people are dangerous. They're too good. They are wily. You cannot beat them. And so wisdom says to you, young person, do not engage. Do not approach her. Do not go out with him. Run. He's too good. She's too strong. She is undefeated. Every single person who tries to beat her will lose. And so the only way to win is to not engage. That's what wisdom says to you this, morning, or this evening. And I'm asking you to keep wisdom so that she will keep you. If you listen to her students, she will tell you about the sexually immoral person who is lying in wait, not for a lover, for a victim. But did he listen to wisdom? He ignored wisdom. And he's been lured away from God's path. She has seduced him and the trap is set. The lure is potent. The appeal is magnetic. Is there any chance that he makes it out alive? Not a chance. 
It's too late. He has already ignored wisdom. He has met the woman who opposes wisdom. And now he's about to see the cost of rejecting wisdom. With much seductive speech, she persuades him. With her smooth talk, she compels him. And all at once, he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a stag is caught fast till an arrow pierces its liver. As a bird rushes into a snare, he does not know that it will cost him his life. And now, O sons, listen to me and be attentive to the words of my mouth. Let not your heart turn aside to her, to her ways. Do not stray into her paths for many a victim she has laid low and all her slain are a mighty throng. (laughs) Her house is the way to Sheol going down to the chambers of death. This students is the cost of ignoring wisdom. I told you she was good, right? We saw her appeal. And we see that now she persuades him. He didn't stand a chance. By this time, he's already on the doorstep of her house. So look how far we've come. No, no, I'm I'm just going to go check around the corner. No, I'm just going to walk by her house to the bakery. No, I just want to. And he's standing on the doorstep. And with every appeal, it's you. My bed smells good and it looks good and it feels good. Right? I just went to the temple to, and he uses all these tricks and she, and he, she brings him just to the, to the precipice. He's on the porch. He's at the front door. And she says, come. She compels him. She persuades him with her smooth talk. And he steps over the threshold and he walks into the house. It's a few short steps. It's just, just a couple of short steps. And never in his life has such a short walk had such a devastating impact. What do you even say about him? How do you even begin to find the words to describe the mistake that he just made? You can't. And so the author, he gives you some metaphors. He goes, he's like, he follows her like an ox, like a stag, like a bird. Do you know what all those three animals have in common? They are all just going along their way, thinking it's an ordinary day. And little do they know they are moments from death. An ox doesn't kiss his family goodbye when he wakes up that morning. Good morning. Gonna get killed today. See you on the other side, right? Move over. And he comes over and it's like, no, an ox is just walking. He's like, hey, master, we're going for a walk today? I love walks. Moving along, right? And he walks right into the slaughter. A stag, he gets caught in a bramble bush. And he's like, oh, I'm stuck. I'm just going to go over here and make sure I can. Dunzo. A bird is just flying along. And it's like, the bird is just, yeah, I'm just going to go right into that. I don't know what a bird is thinking, to be honest. I'm like, why would a bird rush into a snare? But they're just flying, right? Birds fly into windshields all the time, I guess. I don't know. But the bird just flies, and the next thing it knows, or some of the hunters in the room, right, just shot right out of the sky. See, this is the cost of ignoring wisdom. They all set out that day saying, what's the worst that could happen? And that's what these man's short few steps are like. A seemingly insignificant walk with unimaginable results. And what was the price? What did it cost him? 
the same thing that it cost every one of her victims before him whose corpses are now in the basement. It cost his life. See, this is the cost of ignoring wisdom. This is why wisdom wants to keep you from that person, young lady. This is why wisdom wants to keep you from that person, young man. Wisdom can see farther than you. It feels good in the moment. He's just thinking it feels good. How can it be wrong? Wisdom has better eyesight than you. Wisdom sees down the road and she sees that the path that you're following like an ox, the path that she's leading you on, if you were to look up, it's actually leading you right into Sheol. Her room is the chamber of death. This is not an episode of Harry Potter. This is real life. And you get into the room and you look up and it's too late when you notice, oh my gosh, there's a stack of corpses. I wonder if I'm going to be... Got him. She's too good. The only way that he could have ever won was if he listened to wisdom. And so in light of this tragic episode, in light of the consequences that will be suffered... Students, can I ask you? Please listen to wisdom. Do not stray into her path. For many a victim has she laid low. Well, how many victims can it be? I mean, probably not a lot, right? No, listen, all her slain are like a mighty throng. Picture a football game. That's what throng means. It's a crowd. Oh, that's a big crowd. Who are those people? They're dead. It's a stadium of corpses. Like, a mighty throng of bodies. Who did this? Was this a crazy global pandemic that took them out? No, she's right there. And wisdom tried to warn you. And wisdom is trying to save you. Keep wisdom and she will keep you. Don't be another victim. Don't be another victim as we have seen tonight to reject wisdom is to embrace death. And so keep wisdom and she will keep you. You read this story, you start to apply it to your life. And if you're like me, you're probably going, uh uh-oh. Because this would have been a great story if I heard it when I was like four, you know? Like for, for those of us who are still very much just on the path and we're innocent and all this, then like, yeah, that's a great story. Thanks for the warning. But Sam, what do I do when I'm hearing this story? I'm already over here. Sam, I, great story. I, that's awesome. Except I don't know what to do right now. I hear it and it makes sense, but I'm already guilty. I've already gone too far. I'm already on the porch. Is there any hope for me? Do I get a mulligan? Like, like what does this mean, Sam? This is horrible news. If what you're saying is true, if following this path leads to death, then I'm about to die. What do I do? Well, first of all, you're right. That is a path that leads to death. You see, the reality of students, and I know not a lot of student communities talk like this. People are like, hey, welcome to the chess club. We all suck. Oh, welcome to National Honor Society. We are all idiots. Not like, 
you go together with people to like focus on how good you are. You come to a youth group and we're gonna be, we're gonna be really real with you. We have all departed this path. Wow, everybody's so nice here. They all look like they have their stuff together. Don't be fooled. We are all miserably hopeless, all left alone to ourselves, okay? We all fall short of God's design. Yes, we believe in a creator. Yes, we want to follow his design with all of our heart, but no, we cannot do it on our own. So if you are here and you go, Sam, if you only knew, if you only knew the mistakes I've already made, if you, are, if you only knew how I've already followed that person down the road, if you've only, if you've only knew, Sam, I don't need to know your specific story because I know our story and we all fall short. And so this story today, this is bad news for that young man. This spells guilt all over our souls. But I wanna leave you tonight with the best news you have ever heard. Yes, this story writes guilt across your soul, but I wanna tell you another story. It's called grace. See, here's the secret, okay, students, and this is why we are who we are. God sent Jesus, not for the people who had it together. God, the creator, he sent the man, Jesus Christ, exactly for those of us who are unable to stay here. He came to those of us who even our sleep, we wander away, we are fickle. He came to those of us who were addicted to the allure of sin. He came to those of us who every time we hear wisdom speak, we can't help but wince because we go, oh, she's talking about me. Those are exactly the people that he came for. And instead of condemning you, instead of looking at you and saying, Psh, you're garbage, you're trash, you're damaged, you're fallen. Instead of saying those things, Jesus comes and he looks at you with the most love that you could ever imagine. See, that's the crazy thing about Jesus. He knows you better than you would ever hope for and he loves you more than you could ever hope for. And he looks at you with all of your sin and all of your shortcomings and all of your failures, sexually or otherwise, and he simply says, repent. Confess your sins and come to me. So we're over here, right? We're going the wrong way and Jesus shows up and instead of condemning us and saying, yeah, you deserve that. He goes, yeah, you do deserve that. But hey, repent, turn around. Tell me, who are you? Confess the things that you feel like I can't even tell other people. He goes, just tell me. And when you confess those things to me, when you come to me, you know what I'll do? I'll forgive you. Grace. Hey, I'm not gonna hold that against you anymore. Grace, I will forgive you. Come into the family. Come into my family, not as a sinful fool, but as a son, as a daughter. He says, I'll forgive you. He says, you know what else I'll do? I will restore your purity. I will wash you clean. I will make you brand new. The world looks at you and says damaged goods, but I will restore you and redeem you and I will make you mine and you will be beautiful and clean. And you don't have to pretend anymore. You don't have to put on a shiny exterior because you're really dirty on the inside. He goes, I will wash you from the inside out. Repent, confess your sins and come to me. And he says, not, not only will I forgive you, not only will I restore your purity, I will give you freedom. You will no longer be a slave 
to the power of sin. You will no longer be shackled with your addictions to those secret things. He goes, I will put my spirit inside of you and it's gonna be as if you were born again. You're gonna be so new that the only thing we can compare it to is the day that you were born. And the old you dies and the new you raises up and he gives you new desires and a new power inside of you to actually live for this God in this way. And so I'm telling you tonight, keep wisdom and she will keep you. But if you can't keep wisdom on your own, if you have failed to keep wisdom, then I have good news, students. I have good news for every single one of you. God is good and he's full of grace and he just invites you to come. Come to him. He'll forgive you. He will restore your purity and he will set you free and you will be in this family with your brothers and your sisters who have also been forgiven, restored their purity and been set free. You'll be a part of the family that when, even when we're Christians and we're still tempted to come over here, you'll be a part of the family that God uses to go, no, 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 get back over here, right? And we keep each other on the path as we take one step after another from one degree of glory to another and we grow a little bit more every day to look more and more like the way that God designed us to be as humans. Have you fallen? Have you rejected wisdom? Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you have given us wisdom. Lord, it's easy to just laugh at wisdom's instruction like it's old school, like it's traditional, like it's outdated or prude. But God, we know that wisdom wants to keep us from destruction. So would you help us to keep wisdom? Lord, I pray for my young brothers and sisters, Lord. Would you keep them, Father, from the adulterous woman, from the seductive man. Keep them from those who would lure them and entice them away from your design for sexuality. And then, Lord, I also just pray for those who know all too well the pain of failure, who know all too well what it's like to be led astray. Maybe they felt hopeless. Maybe they have felt... Um, powerless, but Lord, I pray that they would hear you offering grace, offering a fresh start, Lord. Would you save them? May they call out to you and, and actually believe that you can offer these things, Father. Give them faith, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.